Yo, what's up, y'all? Y'all doing all right? Just so y'all know, these lights up here are very bright. Uh, like Amir said, my name is, is Seth Tomboli. Uh, I'm from Jacksonville, Arkansas. Um, I'm very likely to trip on this stage tonight, so I'll be laughing with you. Uh, I like to laugh at myself. Uh, I've lived in Conway for about four years now, four and a half years, and uh, I love it here. I, I love it here. Uh, this is an awesome place, but for those of you that don't know me or know much about my uh, past couple months, um, I have some very random jobs, uh, some different occupations, I guess you could say. Uh, but the way I look at it is, uh, if you do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And so I actually don't have any jobs. I have a bunch of opportunities. And uh, one of them is uh, teaching abstinence in high schools and junior highs. And just so you know, that's awkward sometimes. Uh, and then when you're telling high school students and junior high students to say no to all the things that they want to say yes to, they stare at you like they want to kill you. <laughs> Seriously. And... Uh, <laughs> I always tell them, hey, remind your face that you're in a good mood because it looks like you want to rip mine off right now. <laughs> like, please give me a break, seriously. But, man, I, the cool thing is, is that before coming to you guys and speaking tonight, I was just thinking, you know, the one thing I can't talk about in these schools, in these auditoriums, in these gyms where they have these kids that want to kill me, I can't give them the hope of the world. I can't tell them who Jesus Christ is. But tonight, I can talk about Jesus. And that's what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about Jesus. So, man, I want you to walk out of here tonight, and I want you to know that God has purpose. He has plans for you. And, and you're right in the middle of it. It's not tomorrow. It didn't pass you by. You are right in the middle of God's will. And I just, I, man, before we get going, I want to pray for this time. I feel like God is going to speak through this time. Um, this is some stuff that I've been going through and am going through as we speak. So if y'all would, pray with me real quick. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for today. Uh, God, thank you for a church that loves people so well, and thank you for a ministry, uh, Elevation, God, just that welcomes people in. Um, God, something like this is, is what saved my life, and, and God, I'm just so thankful for it. Uh, God, I just pray that you open the hearts in this room. God, you open the eyes in this room, the ears in this room uh, to hear your gospel message, and, and Lord, that we uh, can come to know in a better way how to occupy our street and how to find purpose in where you have us. We love you. We praise you and we thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So you probably noticed I have a lot of hair. I have a mullet, uh, something that didn't make the cut in the video. They bashed my hair for like a minute and a half, talked about the shampoo that I used. I'm not going to get going on that. But last week, if you were here, if you weren't here, Pastor Amir talked about uh, the, first, the first segment of Occupy All Streets. And so what Occupy All Streets is, um, what it isn't is it's not just a series. But what it is, is, this, is a, this is what we feel like is a call on our life. This is something that we're supposed to live out daily. This isn't just another thing you need to listen to. So when the series is over, we want it to continue going through elevation, each and every one of you that are in this room. It is how we're supposed to love, serve, and treat the people that are around us in everyday life, wherever it is. So, man, he, he talked a lot about um, <laughs> going as you are. You, you probably use the hashtag. FYP on Donaghy. I, I looked it up. There were a bunch of cool things in there, but he talked about going just as you are. You don't have to be spiritually elite to be used by Jesus. You do not have to be spiritually elite. The guys that walked with Jesus were actually the opposite. And he said, hey, I need you to follow me because I'm going to teach you how to be fishers of men. And that's us. The second thing, he talked about the fact that no one is unreachable. I don't know about y'all, but I was in that category. And thank God for Tyler Hill because he invited me to this church. I was in the unreachable category, and that's what I was labeled by other people that looked at me. And as Amir talked about it, man, I, I'm labeled forgiven. 
And the last thing he talked about, it crushed me, and I felt like I was the only one in the room when he was talking. He said, embrace interruptions. And I don't know about y'all, but I am always in a hurry. It's always about what Seth wants to get done, the goal for the day, whatever it is. And And I know, me personally, that when I get in a hurry, I miss it. I miss those opportunities. I miss those, those Kairos moments, those favorable moments with God. I miss it. I'm talking about in my family, in my workplace, back in school. I miss it. And so, man, I just know that, that God wants us to, to dig deep in this season of life, wherever you are. And I'm going to be honest with you. We, we overcomplicate this whole Jesus thing, okay? We overcomplicate being a Christian. And to be honest with you guys, I have for so long. When Jesus left, he said, okay, since it was complicated before me, I'm going to simplify it. I need you to love me, and I need need you to love the people that are around you. And and it's just so cool that he did that. He simplified it. And when Pastor Amir told me that I was going to be talking about this topic of finding purpose in your season of life, I literally laughed in his face, and I said, why are you picking me to talk about that? I still haven't figured it out. And to this day, y'all, this is still a struggle for me, but over the past 14 months, over the past 14 months, God has been reteaching me the same thing over and over, and I have missed it over the past 14 months, but the last six months have been the most difficult in my entire life. My relationship with Jesus, to be real, it hasn't been altered at all. It's been good. My relationship with Christ, man, digging in the word and, and, and going to him in prayer hasn't always been the best, but... That was okay, but I wasn't staying planted where I was. And I always used to ask God, man, is this even where I'm supposed to be? There's no way you want to keep me here working at the golf course for the rest of my life. After I graduated college, that's where I was. Man, it was tough. It was so tough. But during the past six months, God has clearly, clearly, clearly spoken something to me. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And I, and I believe, y'all, there, there were several opportunities that opened up for me to be able to leave this state. And, and I don't say that in a boastful way. I'm just saying that I believe that, that God has a reason for me here in Conway. I don't know if it's in these schools teaching about sex or whatever it is. It may be solely for tonight. There may be one person in this room that needs to hear about this. And I'm completely okay with that. To be honest again, man, I, I missed a lot of opportunities, y'all. I did not occupy my street. I was selfish. Uh, I wanted all the glory for myself, even after becoming a Christian and giving my life to him. I was seeking my own glory. And and during the prayer and fasting in January, all the way up into this year, I have missed it. During prayer and fasting, God made it so clear to me. He made it so clear that, that I needed to be planted in this city. And when you walk out of here tonight, I hope that you know that God has plans for you. I don't care where you are in your life. It may be the most discouraging season you've ever been in. He has plans for you, and he wants to develop you. We have to stay in relationship with him. So if you're taking notes tonight, if you have something to write with or phone or whatever, uh, the first point tonight is be planted in this season. Be planted in this season. So in Ecclesiastes, before I talk about this, this is my friend Tyler up here, and, and his Favorite book of the Bible is Ecclesiastes. It's one of the saddest books of the Bible. I was like, dude, you got to find something else to read, bro. Like, <laughs> anyways, Ecclesiastes 3, a summarized version of this is there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, 
A right time for birth and death, a right time to plant and to reap, a right time to kill and to heal. Don't get too excited about that one, playing Call of Duty and stuff. A right time to cry and laugh and a right time to make love. Hey, yo. And abstain. Take note on that one. <laughs> a right time to let go and a right time to hold on. That has nothing to do with the last thing I said, okay? And the last thing it says, this sticks out to me. I, I bolded it. And if, you, if it's in your Bible, may I help me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the last part of this, it says, there is a time to speak up and there is a time to shut up. I read that and I was like, this is not the Bible. <laughs> it's the Bible. This is really what it says. There's a time to speak up and there's a time to shut up. And if you're anything like myself, when I go to God with my request and I'm telling him about how my day is, I do all the talking. And to be honest with y'all, he's saying, Seth, I gave you two ears for a reason, man. You need to listen to me. Man, just be still. Know that I'm God. Let me speak to you. Let me show you things. Shut up, Seth. Okay. All right, I want you guys to, to be able to recognize where God has you. Recognize where God has you. Don't take actual literal notes of like what he's teaching you, unless you like doing that. I didn't keep a journal growing up. I think Justin did. Justin Free did. Um, take notes of what he's teaching you because he's going he's gonna to use those things that he's teaching you today. He's going to use those later in life. It may be tomorrow. It may be a year from now. There's things that I, wish, that I, that I would have grasped three years ago, and he's bringing it back up again, and he's reteaching me because I missed it. I want you to know that there is a purpose for this season. There is a purpose for the season. God has you on your own street for a reason. I just know at finishing up at CBC and doing the whole Bible thing, I was comparing myself to everybody around me. I saw them graduate, and y'all, I graduated, and I was working at the golf course, and it was not the most encouraging thing. And I was, I was like wanting to occupy somebody else's street that I was never intended on occupying. And we do this. We idolize Christians as, as believers or even if you're not a believer. We look at what God's doing in someone else's life, and we're like, well, I want that, God. And he's like, man, you haven't even learned what I'm trying to teach you now. And this is what I was learning. I had to see the purpose that God had for me. I promise you this. I promise you if God has brought you to it, he is going to get you through it. And I don't mean that to sound cliche and it rhymes and all that. I like to do the rap chat thing. If he, got, if he brought you to it, I guarantee you, mark my word, he is going to get you through it. We do not serve a God that, that has these secondhand children that he just gives seconds and leftovers to. And if anybody's ever told you that, that's not the truth. Y'all, we serve a God that, that does not overpromise. Satan overpromises and he underdelivers. That's sin. Every time. We serve a God that promise you and always delivers. Every time. Every time. He wants to bring you through it. In Ephesians, it says that God does immeasurably more than you could ever imagine or even dream of, even consider. So just think of everything you want to do for the kingdom. Or maybe you're just new to this whole Christian thing. That's great. He's going to do immeasurably more than that. Hundred, hundred times what you could think about. Second point is get connected to Jesus. Get connected to Jesus. I had it before this at stay connected to Jesus, but man, I, I just believe that somebody in here tonight, I don't know who it is, but God is wanting to speak to you. Maybe, maybe the first time you've ever gotten a relationship with him. Get connected to Jesus. When you are connected to Jesus, this is what I can promise you. 
This isn't always the most encouraging thing, but what is not gonna happen, everything is not gonna be perfect. When you are connected to Jesus, it's not gonna be perfect, but I can promise you that it will be fruitful. I can promise you it'll be fruitful. It says it all through scripture. We put them on this timeline. It's like, God, well, you're not showing me anything. No, just stay faithful. Don't be so focused on the fruit and be more focused on your faith. And this is what I had to learn. Y'all, it is impossible. It is impossible to be planted in your season if you're not connected to Jesus. And this is the root of where we get life from, Jesus. So in John 15, if y'all want to turn there, in John 15, verse 1, and then 4 through 5, it says, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. I love getting a reading voice when I read scripture. It's awesome. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. So before I continue, y'all, what he says by no, fr- no, no branch can bear fruit unless you remain in me. That'd be like me having a cut-off limb and just sitting it on the ground and expecting it to grow something. And we do this with our walk with God when we don't connect ourselves to Jesus. And I'm going to give you a few ways to do that. It goes on, it says, I am the vine. I'm not. Jesus is, okay? You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, Jesus is not trying to discourage you here. He's just saying, hey, I need you to be connected to me, and I promise you, your life will be fruitful. We have to stay in daily relationship with Jesus. And what that looks like, I know we hear that, it's like, oh, I need to pray. I need to talk to God. I need to read my Bible. Yes, that's great stuff, but man, he's wanting to do life with you. He's wanting to walk with you. He's wanting to talk with you. Jesus is wanting to kick it with you. Amir talks about it all the time. He was just trying to eat with people and hang out. He occupied every street that he was on. Relationship. We have to make prayer a priority. Prayer is so important. Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but, in, but pray about everything. He could have easily written down here in Scripture, and, and when Paul was writing to this church, he could have said, hey, I need you to pray about the big stuff, but the small stuff you can take care of. But he says, I need you to come to me with everything, everything. I I was thinking about this point, why would we not take the time to pray to a God that took the time to make us with his hands? Everything else that you see around you was spoken into existence. But he took the time to knit you together in your mother's womb, and for some crazy reason, we think that he may have overlooked us. But he knows you by name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. It's crazy. This same God, I've heard it put this way, this same God that I'm speaking of right now, he is so big that he can hold Mars in one hand and have his, hand, his other hand in the middle of your life. And here's the thing about his hands. He reached down into our filth, sent his son Jesus, and he died for us. Y'all, we serve a God that loves us. I'm not sending my son for y'all, to be honest, okay? God loves you. We gotta get in the word. I heard it put this past weekend, this is the guide to life. Have y'all ever tried to put a puzzle together without looking at the box? It's hard as crap, okay? (laughs) 
That's like trying to do life and not digging into this book that we're supposed to be digging into. I don't care if it's on your phone, if you're on an old Dell computer, I don't care what you're doing. Man, get in the, we got to get in the Word. This is the guide to life. The Word of God is the most underutilized tool in the world. And I think if people picked it up, if it was a requirement for a job, a requirement to be something in life, if people had to pick it up and read it, they would fall in love with Jesus. There's people out here in the city that don't know who Jesus is because we have believers walking around that don't want to connect to God through his word that he left for us. Here's something about God's word, and this is what gets me fired up. God's word is the only thing that is not changing in this world. Everything else needs an update. Everything else needs an update. And here's the thing. God's word, it's the same from day one to day two to now until the day that he comes back. It's not changing. I, man, I want to encourage you guys to get in it. We have to stay in relationship with him. And y'all, for the longest time, I went through the motions. I went through the motions, and I know this isn't the most complex thing, y'all. This is the basic stuff. But if we can get this, I promise you, People will see Jesus through you. I promise you. I was not planted, nor was I connected to Jesus. The whole, I, I look high schoolers in the face probably two times a week. I can't tell them about Jesus unless they ask me about it. But what I do tell them is there's a lot of y'all walking around with a hole this big in you. Oh, well, this will satisfy me temporarily. I'm going to put this bottle in here or this pill or this joint, this cigarette, whatever it is. Maybe it's a girl or a guy. But, but it's filling it for a little bit. But what's crazy is it just gets bigger, and then it just gets bigger. I can tell you guys that hole, if you feel that, you're in need of Jesus. You are in need of Jesus. Y'all, I would be so worried in life, and, and I, up until this day, about what's the next big thing? What will God, are you going to bring me out of it? Are you going to get me to the next point? And he's saying, Seth, I just need you to understand what I'm trying to teach you today. Man, just grasp hold of it. I want you guys to ask God tonight. Man, what is the need around me? How can I serve the people in my workplace? How can I serve the people in my fraternity or sorority? What can I do to share the light of Christ? Y'all, number three, point number three, this is the last point. We'll finish up. Identify the opportunity. Identify the opportunity. Philippians 2.4 in the NIV, it says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take interest in others too. What's crazy is when he says, I need you to love others as yourself, I don't know about y'all, but I give myself a bath. Some of y'all may need to a little bit more, I don't know. I feed myself. I give myself something to drink. And when I'm tired, I lay my head down at night. But when he's saying, I need you to love others as you love yourself, you're taking care of the needs of other people. Love others. Look out for their interest as well. We have to identify these Kairos moments that Pastor Amir was talking about. We have to look for a need and be quick to fulfill it. We need to ask God for an opportunity because he will give it to you. He says, you have not because you ask not. Seek me, you find me. Knock, I'll answer. Those are promises. But here's the catch. In my life, I'll ask God for something, and then when he finally gives it to me, I'm asking him to take it away. Hey, God, I need, I need more patience. Well, I'm going to give you somebody that's going to test it. Hey, God, I, I, I would love an opportunity to serve a homeless person, but when he comes and taps on my window, I'm peeling out. 
We got to grasp hold of these things that he's given us, these opportunities. Occupy your street. We cannot overcomplify what Jesus simplified. Man, love him and love people. Love him and love people. You may find yourself asking yourself in life, God, is, is, is this even, does this even mean anything? This job or, or this friendship or maybe this relationship you have in your family, whatever it is, you may find yourself looking to God at night or maybe laying in your bed broken. God, does this even mean anything? And if you're anything like me, I ask God that every day. And he's saying, yes, it does mean something. Y'all, last, last Monday, this, this guy was in, in this auditorium. We were, we were in this thing, and I was speaking to probably about, two, there was probably 220 eighth graders in the room. I was just telling them how to set goals and be motivated for change, and that if they could rally together, the city of Conway would not look the same. This is not the generation of tomorrow. It's the generation of today. And this kid stands up on the front row. He says, hey, bro. <clears throat> and I'm like, what is he about to say? <laughs> Everybody's sitting. Hey, what you're doing doesn't mean anything. Nobody in here is getting help. You're not helping anybody in here, bro. Give it up. And he sat down. How many want to know it was the most awkward 10 seconds of silence? It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he sat down, and immediately I went home that night. That afternoon, and I called my boss, and I met up with her, and I said, I, I want to quit. I want to quit. I'm, I'm tired of asking God, does this stuff even mean anything? This eighth grader, it felt like a grown man and hit me in the face. Does my life mean anything? Does this job mean anything? And honestly, y'all, I believed this kid. And I was asking. I showed up the next day on Tuesday. And God had opened this opportunity up to speak to almost 800 and some eighth graders in Conway. Well, this following week, which happens to be the past two days, I got to do it again, but it was the ninth graders. Here's the thing. God gave me the confidence to move on. He gave me the confidence to show up again. I pulled up to the school on Monday. This was two days ago. And to be honest with y'all, I was not very excited about being there. I pull up and, and I get out of my car and I walk around to my trunk and I see across the way that this kid is walking towards me. He's walking towards me and I was like, what is he gonna say? Man, God, I can't, I can't hear this again if he's gonna put me down. This kid's like 14. He walks up and he says, hey, hey, Mr. Seth, that's what they call me. <laughs> hey man, the, the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and he, he stuck his hand out, and I shook his hand, and he was so ashamed, he was staring at the ground. And this young man looked me dead in my face, and he said, the reason I said what I said to you is because what happened to you as a kid is happening to me now. My dad's in prison, he beats me up, and, and he just laid it all out there. God, does this mean anything? Yes, it means something. You may not be able to offer these kids Jesus, but they can see Jesus in you. I believe there's people in this room that if you were to just take one step, one step towards Christ, 
and occupy your street just a little bit. I'm daring you to smile at somebody tomorrow. God will move in such a big way. And then I go on to this and I say, man, it's okay. It's okay, man, I forgive you. And then I say, what do you want to be when you grow up? A lawyer. I want to be a lawyer, but... And then he gave me a list of stuff that he would settle for. And here's the thing. God spoke to me in that moment. And this is what I realized. There's a lot of people in this room that got some big old butts. Not in a weird way. I said, why are you going to settle for something if you know what you're supposed to do? You make that decision. You take the steps in that direction. And I said, we do this with Jesus. We do this with Jesus. I do this with Jesus. I'll do this whole Jesus thing, but if, if, if the stuff doesn't line up the way that I planned, I, I'm backing out. I, I'm going to do this whole church thing, and I'm going to show up to Elevation because the lights are cool and they got great music, but, man, if, if that guy on stage says something I don't agree with, I'm never going back. But I'm telling you, God loves you. And he wants to use you in every single area of your life. I'm not talking about at the church. I love that you hold a door and smile at people, but man, I want you to do that on the street. What do people see when they look at your life? God has laid it on my heart. Seth, what do people see when they look at you? Are people looking at your life, Seth, and saying, I want what he has? That thing that's inside of him, I want that. Are they looking at my life and are they saying that, man, something's different about that guy? There's something different about him. Or are they looking at my life and saying, you know what? I don't want nothing to do with Jesus because if it looks anything like that, I don't want anything to do with it. And y'all, people used to say that about me. I was the biggest hypocrite, the most judgmental person And I picked people apart, and I thought I was walking close to God. (sighs) Love the people around you? God, it's easier to love you. I dare you guys. I tell the students all the time, I double dog dare you. Playground talk, I'm hanging from the monkey bars. (laughs) I dare you guys to take one step towards Christ. It It looks different for every person in this room every single person in this room. Y'all, people used to say this stuff about me, man, and and I did not occupy my street. I was not connected to God, and I sure as heck wasn't planted anywhere, especially not at church. Colossians 2.7, we're gonna close with this. He says, let your roots grow down into him. And this is Jesus, this him. Let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. This is God's word. You will overflow with thankfulness. How many of you are thankful for Jesus? He saved my life. I would be completely broken if I didn't have a relationship with him. 